0: You're listening to Fireside Chats Without the Fires podcast, where customer experience enthusiasts are inspired by our weekly CX practitioners and thought leaders who share their insights and knowledge. And now, here are your hosts, Neil Toff and Paul Catherall. And we're back. LinkedIn Live, here we are, here we go. Two days in a row. I am so excited to be back. (laughs) CX World Games 2021. Uh, It felt like we took a little absence last week, and all of a sudden we're back at it, uh, strong and fast. I love it. Uh, Christopher Brooks, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to ask you to share a little bit more of an update. And we are joined by uh, guest extraordinaire CX World Games 2021 judge Adrian Swinsko. Hey, Neil. Hey, Christopher. And 2020
1: champion. And 2020
0: champion. And. Still reigning champion.
1: <laughs> Still reigning. Four okay. days.
0: No one's taking that crown away—not yet, at least. Um, thank you both for joining us. Thank you for those that are tuning in and watching and listening. Uh, Christopher, share us, uh, share with us, please, if you would, a little bit more of an update from yesterday. Just talk, kind of yeah, sure. grip What you'd like to share with the community today?
1: I, I, I will do. Um- we're into challenge five, so that's now now live. So as you said yesterday, kind of we're we're getting towards the the end of the the current game setup. Um, we've announced the first uh, three. Um, hang on, have we announced the three challenges? Yeah, we've announced two. We've got the third one ready to go. Um, I know Adrian was involved in the the judging. uh, But the third one is ready to go out. I saw the video this morning, so I know who the winner is. I know who's on the podiums. Just a little bit of editing to do on the video, and then we'll release it out there. And I know that really does give all the players kind of a motivation and a boost um, when it comes through. So uh, it's great. And the uh, owner of that particular challenge, um it's a charity a women empowerment charity called uh, resonate in uh, west africa um the, the the lady who raised the challenge for us uh, uh claire has also identified her favorite within it as well so we've got a, a double whammy both the judges and the um the the challengers uh nominated winners coming out shortly after this video i would imagine so th- that's one thing uh, something else really interesting i Get quite a lot of emails, and what is the customer experience game? What, what, what are you up to? And I got one yesterday, and I kind of was a little shocked when I opened it. It was from a chap called um, Adrian uh, Melendez, and he, he basically said, um, I've seen your name associated with what I do. What is this? Now, Adrian is actually the founder of the Habasha project that we're actually looking at for challenge five. So this is the refugee charity. They, they help refugees um, become, uh, enable them to fulfill their ambitions of higher education where it's been taken away from them because they've had to flee the countries that they, they were hoping to study in. And he just contacted me. You've I've seen my my organization's name mentioned. So I went back and explained to him and he came back and went, Oh my God, Christopher, I've, Miguel has told me all about this now. This is absolutely fantastic. Thank you and everyone involved so much. So the the great thing about it is you you don't seek um, to to, to get um, popularity votes or seeking to get recognition. But when you get something like that, the founder and I kind of went back to him and said, you know, it's nothing compared to the vision and endeavor that you have. And I'm just grateful we can make a small contribution. But you know, it means so much when the founders finds out what we're doing and thinks that's a great addition to their organization. So that was a lovely thing to receive, Yes, I was really pleased to get that.
0: That is wonderful. I have my own small version of um, customer experience world games happening right under my nose. So just a short shout out, a simple shout out to Alejandro de la Hoz, who is a team member in my company called Zilla and normally i wouldn't mention these types of things on this podcast i would keep them separate however i found out that alejandro is a not only a participant and player in the cx world games he was recognized i think during week 1 or week 2 for his for his uh, participation nice. and i was so proud to find that and i had no idea i mean <laughs> we are doing these the, you know these weekly sessions and we're the podcast partners and we are we, so involved and yet I didn't know my own team member was involved. And I was so, like I said, I was so proud and, 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 and uh, really psyched up to find out that our own team members are participating. They're involved. Christopher, what you're building, hats off to you. Uh, you have a brand and you are your brand is helping other organizations in an amazing, benevolent way.
1: But I think that's really cool, Neil, that it just happens in the background. It's not, you know, people just get involved. I think it takes certain types of people. They're people who who love to to give, to contribute, want to make a difference, but they're doing it because that's important, rather than the recognition is in, is important to them, and that that I think is is the real magic of how this is kind of set up. So it's great to hear you you didn't know about. Them. I've had the same thing. I've had clients actually participating uh, in the last time games uh, from, from Brazil when I was talking to them and it came up in conversation. And I was thinking, oh, this is interesting. Someone else is running something like that. And it was the games we were actually running. So it's great when it kind of happens that people are involved because they want to give back. And I think, you know, you've, you've obviously, I mean, wh- where is your colleague uh, um, located? He's in
0: Bogota, Colombia. And, okay. and Bogota, and Colombia, while well, we have some participants, I think, from Colombia in the games. Bogota yep. is by no means a primary uh, um jumping off point for for global participation in these types of things the 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 bogota community is sort of starting to and i say this respectfully wake up and discover all the th- amazing things that are out there that can be participated in the role that our our, our leaders in and not only frontline leaders but senior management can play in these types of organizations it's a relatively new thing and i'm so proud of our team for for doing well,
1: this we, we we last year set it up to be very inclusive and we we attracted Players from thirty-five different countries. We didn't know how that would look because you know the the origination of the games is from is from England. Um, is based in Mexico, so we kind of thought we might get a bit of a bias there. But thirty-five countries, players from thirty-five countries. And when we first did it, somebody said, "I think Adrian, you might have been one of the ones who suggested this to us." But um, someone said, "Well, no, why don't you make it kind of you know continent based or group based?" And 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 I think it was you, Adrian, who said, "No, just don't don't." You know, let people figure out their own time zones, keep it diverse. And it's one of the best decisions we've ever made because we've got people who have been, someone like um, Jonathan, yeah, who has been around for quite some time. It's like, you know, every time I speak to him, it's like, oh my God, I'm learning so much from new people I wouldn't necessarily integrate with. And the pace and the way in which customer centricity is understood and applied differs across the globe. So you get all these different perspectives in. And I think, and it never was set out like this, but if it can be a a, a, a different way, because we all need different ways to access it, but if it could be a different way for people to learn, brilliant, then it helps the players participate. And there's an exchange there. So I, I'm giving up my time, I'm going to help others, but I actually get something as well from it. So I think having that, and, and therefore we don't, Restrict. We people know it's the customer experience world games, but if people uh, w- are getting into this space, they can still contribute. It's not exclusive to say you have to have a, an accreditation or anything. At any level, you can kind of get involved. And if you are coming from from any country, we'll we'll mix the teams together intentionally. And I think that creates. I genuinely believe that creates better outcomes in society when everything is blended together. So, you know, we won't apologize for the fact that some of the time zones don't help everyone, because I think the beneficiaries who are the, the, the charities we're helping get a better outcome from us. Still. And I hope players appreciate that because, you know, they'll make connections with people across different parts of the world. I remember you saying, Neil, when we spoke to um, Mandisa that, you know, you don't have too many contacts in South Africa. So it was great to get the perspective of, of South Africa when it comes to customer centricity. So that is probably, you know, the thing I'm, I'm really pleased is it's still going in that respect. It, geography means nothing because the challenges are universal and the players are coming together and hopefully they'll keep in contact. Some of them. Hopefully many of them are learning. Um, we have another learning session in a couple of days time with Nate Brown for people. So look out for that. And that's going to be coming as well. But uh, yeah, just just keep pushing on. Get that fifth challenge across the line and um, we'll be making uh, making a difference in, in many ways.
0: Th- Thank you Christopher it's a great <clears throat> a great update and uh, certainly more to look forward to, to sharing with the community as we <clears throat> start to wind down uh, you really teed this up perfectly as I want to uh, switch the spotlight over to Adrian so Adrian Swinsco many of you know you, if you don't I mean good gosh please follow Adrian <laughs> please read his his, his stuff I, I call it stuff I'm sorry it's it, it, there's there's a diverse set of content that Adrian uh, uh, creates publishes and puts out for for consumption which I really encourage everyone to follow um, Adrian, I have paid attention. There it is. There's Punk. There it is. Perfect. (laughs) What a wonderful plug right there. Punk CX. Adrian Swinsko of Punk CX fame, nevertheless. Uh
1: Um,
0: Adrian, you have recently uh, put out two pieces of content. One was a podcast, and one was your most recent uh, article in Forbes magazine. And they center around two topics that Christopher just touched upon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Inclusion Mm -hmm. in the article uh, in Forbes And in your podcast, your most recent podcast that you participated in uh, was about diversity. What better way to actually live the message that you're uh, touting in in each of these pieces, inclusion and diversity, than judging what you're doing in the CX games, right? No, no, absolutely. I I
2: mean, those are, so first of all, I want to say um, kind of big hats off to Christopher and his team at uh, LineTropy, including kind of you know, particularly Rodrigo, who is kind of doing a lot of the heavy lifting behind this, because I think some of the stuff that they're doing is um, you know is wonderful. I know Christopher, and, and he talked to me about this good idea, and then I started on a bit of a journey with him, kind of like uh, last year, and so I think it's been a, a wonderful thing, and, and I think it embodies that uh, the games embody that idea of diversity inclusion because it's so open. And but the things I was talking about was to try and shine a spotlight on some of the things that some people are doing, and trying in order to do that because sometimes they can be really big topics. And so the diversity one was particularly in reference to a conversation I had with Dion Nicholas, I believe, and who runs a company called Forethought, and they're tackling the. The, some of the bias kind of problems in in, in data sets and algorithm design and, and so on and so forth. And what he helped me understand was that actually in order to do that, you have to not just have a diverse mindset, you almost have to go, we go down to kind of having a diverse team. So it's like inputs, you know, the people that you have around you are absolutely crucial to um, – to improving or producing better, you know, better outcomes. So it's like a multidimensional sort of thing. And I thought it was just a really sh- shines a spotlight on some of the work that they're doing and the approach that they're, you know, that they're taking. And then the other piece was again based around, initially triggered by a um, conversation I had with a guy called Gavin Neat about a app that he developed that was to do with facilitating the experiences of disabled people particularly when they visit kind of businesses. Now, disability and and and, and customer experience is something I've talked about before based on a bunch of experiences that I that that I've had and things that I, I've observed. And it's um, I just thought the work that they were doing is wonderful. And I wanted to sort of again shine a spotlight on it and to say, well, inclusion is about all sorts of different people. And there's some mind-blowing statistics that I find that like if you take a broad definition of disability that includes everything from physical to you know, mental sort of challenges, then you potentially get to the point where 20% of the world's population can be categorized as disabled. And you look at that and just go, wow. You know, and so there's all these different sort of things that I think that, and, and areas that I think cus- companies need to start to tune into in order to make the exper- experiences better and service better for those, you know, those types of groups. So I highlighted... Gavin Neitz work at um, with the welcome me app. There was the Talavo app, which has, uh to do with the deaf community, which has got some amazing functionality, particularly the one where you can hold up your phone and it reads sign language and tells you either can speak, you speak to you what the sign, the signer is saying and or produce it in text, which is just like poof, using kind of advanced technology to do that. And then there was another one, which was the, oh I forget their name. Um, Hello Dunn, who are uh, working with DHL in the UK to make sure that uh, d- the delivery, the last mile or the last few yards of the delivery experience for disabled customers is is optimized because often when a delivery driver maybe delivers a package to a door and they ring the doorbell and then they wait a few seconds for somebody to show up, but well, somebody who has a disability may not necessarily get there in time to, to receive the driver. And so there's a way of just kind of closing that gap. And it's just like tiny little small things that can make a massive difference. And I just thought those were just three great examples for three different sort of instances um, that, um, that are making a big difference and, and can have some profound differences to people's, um, to people's lives in the, in the experiences that they have.
0: Sure. Uh, thank you for that. That 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 was wonderful. Uh, let's go back to the CX World Games and your experience as judge. Mm-hmm. What have you seen? Tell us about what you know. What you've observed, what you've learned, the quality of the work, the the character, the content. I mean, t- tell us what you know. What you what you've what you've uh, what you've thought of it so far.
2: So the thing that was I was blown away by. So I started off, Christopher. You know, started this and then and then asked me to be. Um, I believe you asked me to be a captain. I don't know if I, I did I volunteer or ask. I think you asked me to be a captain, and I said sure.
1: You put I'll your hand b-. up before I'd finished the first sentence. I think. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll have a go at that. I don't know what that.
2: I don't know what that means, but yeah, I'll do that. Um, and it felt really appropriate at the time. It was in the summer of or early summer of last year, and you know of all the stuff that we that everybody's going to going through, and it felt really appropriate. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do that. And the thing that Amazed me was, you know, the the quality of the people, the energy, the enthusiasm, you know, the work ethic, all of those different sort of things. Um, and I was, if you like, um, I was incredibly fortunate to work with a a team of people that produced some really fabulous sort of ideas and designs to, to in, in, in response to the problems that they were and the challenges that they were posed. And to be fair, um, I didn't do very much. You know, it was all them. I just came and sort of steered it a little bit, came in, looked at it, took a hand grenade and chucked it over the wall and go, deal with that. You know, and to make them go, you know, told to almost take the blinkers off, as it were, because people got stuck in kind of do or make mode, um, and so I was just there to kind of keep up the kind of the tempo and keep them kind of on track and maybe steer them a little bit or give them a bit of a push or ask them to think about this or think about that. And but so I I'm, I was incredibly fortunate to work with some you know some some wonderful wonderful people on that team, and we were quite successful as well. That's
0: wonderful, and it's an amazing group of. Judges, I don't know if you interact as a judge with the other judges, but having the chance to also uh, interact with the team captains and the players is just, it, like you said, you may just be throwing a grenade over there, but really observing the commitment and spirit that they've they've shared here is rewarding.
2: Yeah, I, I think they kind of the, the 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 I know many of the of the captains, and I know uh, you know some of the players as well, and I think it's um, yeah, it's just testament to you know to there's. To people, as Christopher said, people want to give up their time to try and apply themselves to you know some uh, some challenges that might that, that might help people that don't necessarily have the resources um, to respond to these, and they're, therefore they're 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 wanting to lean on some of the experience and um, some of the expert uh, in the, the expertise of uh, some collaborative people around the, around the world. So it's a it's a fabulous thing.
0: Final question for you. Sure. Uh, at the beginning of the games, we interviewed uh, Judge Jess Noble. Mm-hmm. And we asked her, Jess, you share some recommendations and some knowledge for uh, the participants. What should they do? What should they not do? And, sh- and uh, if I remember correctly, I can paraphrase. She said, um, "Don't use buzzwords just to use buzzwords. You know, don't don't rely on those on all these well-known terms." Um, that was one of them. Yeah. And the second one, which I liked and resonated for me, was whatever the recommendations that come out of the groups, make sure they are executable, mm-hmm. that they can actually be put into practice. Mm-hmm. As we wind down into this final challenge, any recommendations, thoughts, ideas uh, for the participants as they put together their last bit of work uh, to be submitted to the judges? So uh,
2: I... So here's the th- here's what I would say to build on to what Jess says. I would say first of all, don't rush. Um, understand the problem that you're being presented with, and also, it, it, just as important, understand the client, because this is a client problem. It's not just a problem in, in isolation. It's that there's a client there's a client and a problem. So you've got to have to understand. Both And remember, it's not about you. It's about them and their problem in their context. Um, In addition to that, I would say don't be too quick to jump to a fix and to the buzzwords and frameworks and everything else. Don't over-engineer it. Two things I would say you have to aim for is simplicity in what you're proposing, but also how you communicate it. Because ultimately, what you want to do, you don't really have a lot of contact with the client. You've got to be able to produce something which says, "Here's what we did. Here's what you said. Here's what we how we understand it. Here's what we kind of like we we, we thought about. Here's what we kind of did. Here's what we're proposing. And here's how you can. We believe that you can take
0: it forward." Yeah, these are great. These are great. The, the, keep it, as they say, K I S S. At least we say that over here. Keep it simple, silly. Right? Mm-hmm. Keep it simple.
1: I guess the reality is if you're producing something that nine experts in the field don't understand, then the owners, the charities who get who actually get all of the entries, we give them everything. We don't let them, you know, we don't filter it, they get everything. So every keystroke, every moment that um, and every idea that a player has is passed on to the the, the, the challenges. So don't worry if you don't win. As Adrian will say in the first games we played. I don't think you won the first challenge, but your idea was the one that was selected by the challenge yeah. as, as the one that went forward and, be, you know, made it onto the radio and became a real kind of good campaign driver for them. So, you know, do make sure that you communicate it in a way that someone who doesn't know this world, because they've come to us after all, they don't have, don't have the answers themselves, will be able to understand. It's really, really important.
0: Yeah. I, I love the uh, thought of, getting to know the client and understand really what's, what's happening in the client's shoes. We, we all say this, many of us that work in a consulting role, that seems like a very obvious, easy thing. But those that don't work in that role on a day-to-day basis, that's not so obvious. It's not so easy to understand, but you're right. Put, we're put ourselves into the shoes of the uh, organization and operator that has to hopefully one day implement these things.
2: Put your shoes in the, in the customer's shoes yeah you know is that not what we're supposed to be talking about all the time? Yeah. It's like kind of like walk the walk, kind of yeah. like walk the talk. It's like cl- customer centricity, client centricity doesn't matter. you know you have to think about who's the end customer or who's the end kind of client, what is it they see, kind of what are they thinking, what are they kind of saying? And you know so it's sometimes it's never never what it, what you think it might be you know yeah that's why I say understand the problem and understand the context, understand the client
1: with with challenge five we pushed them at the start of the challenge we suggested to players and if you haven't done this players please do do this to go and look at the first video because it's a really emotive connection to what um project halasha is trying to do and in fairness to them there's lots of videos on Then it might take a bit of time you know do it in between other things but you get such a deep emotional engagement for what they're trying to achieve that it almost provides you the context for the answer that you need uh, is which is part of their challenge because their challenge is a capacity thing now and they because of covid they can't actually execute the way they were going to before so they need a way around the problem so you know you, you get you get a lot of good feeling for what they really want from us from watching those videos and it also it, you know i found this particular fifth challenge so inspiring to think that people give up their lives in order to help those who are imagine sitting in a turkish refugee camp thinking my future doesn't have much. What a shame! Because behind me, I was just applying for university, and my family are, are nowhere to be seen, and I can't return home. And then someone finds you, lifts you out of that situation. You know, gives you gives you uh, accommodation, gives you support for for health, gives you educational support, and sends you back on the journey you were on before. You must this must be feel like you've been found like a needle in a haystack. What an incredible organisation they are. So, you know, for these organisations, say. We need a bit of help. You go, oh, my God, you know, buckets of it. Give as much as we actually can.
0: Buckets. Buckets of it. Love it. Let's conclude today's sessions on that thought. Buckets. Buckets of help. (laughs) Uh, I enjoyed uh, hosting both of you. Adrian, thank you so much for your contribution, for judging, for your time, for your wisdom. Uh, We look forward to spending more time with you, uh, hopefully here with, with CX World Games. And, by the way, on our own podcast, we have yet to invite you on the firecast fireside chats without the fires podcast we're going to have you on at some point and spend some time with you just just saying we'd be uh, delighted thank you uh chris thank, thank you so much as well for everything that you do for leading us and um and for your time and sharing the updates that you did um we will absolutely have another set of sessions scheduled, I believe, for next week as we have more. We have a closing
1: ceremony as well, Neil. We have a, a of course. closing ceremony. So.
0: Closing ceremony. Players pay lots of attention. We have uh, some updates, I believe, that are about to come up come out uh, as far as results from the uh, most recent challenge. Lots of great things to look forward to. Audience, thank you for paying attention to us today, for tuning in. Um, we look forward to your continued participation in everything that you do. Adrian, thank you, Christopher. Thank you. CX thank World you, Neil.
1: Thank you, Adrian. Thank you for thank your you. So CX World Games
0: it. 21, keep playing. The episode is over, but the conversation continues. Please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, post a comment and subscribe to stay on the leading edge of customer experience. To get in touch or be a guest, follow us on Twitter at chatsfires or on LinkedIn or in your podcast repository of choice. Thank you.